Now, this is a scripture you need to have in your toolbox. Now, in Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, in the Amplified, it says, now, I love this, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. My God. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, we all know from the King James, and it says there, now to him who is, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. See, this is a scripture that we all need to have in our toolbox. And I put here, see, for me, this scripture is just so amazing and encouraging. And, I just, and it needs to be fully analyzed. We need to really think about what God is saying here. First of all, the Bible says that God is able to carry out his purpose in our lives. You need to understand that. You need to know and believe that. And we can just even park right there for one moment. Because God is going to do everything that he said that he's going to do in your lives. And you know why? Not just because God wants to, but because he's able to. See, I like that. See, a lot of people have good intentions. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that would like to do good things for you. How many of you, you know, would want to, you know, make sure that, you know, your mother or something like that didn't have to struggle, like, you know. Or, or, or like, you know, how many of you would like to, you know, you see somebody really going through and you're like, man, I really like to help them, but I can't, right? Like, I really like to help them, you know? You know, see, you have good intentions, maybe. <laughs> but, some, but sometimes most people lack the power and authority to bring those intentions to pass. They're not able to. I would like to. I would love to help them like that. But they're not able to. See, that's not God's issue. God is able, which means that he has the power and authority to back up his word and to fulfill all his promises. Can you say amen? I want somebody to say God is able. See, God is able. See, see, it's not a matter of whether or not he can do it. It's whether or not you can believe him to do it. <laughs> it's not, not can he do it. Of course he can. God is able. So he has the ability, he has the power, he has the authority. He, he, he's not lacking anything. You know, oh, man, you know, I can't pay my rent. Man, I would love to give you that $1,500, but I don't have it. I'm not able to do that. Now, I, I would like to. You know, what you say, when I was in school, you know, he'd be like, you know, hey, man, can I borrow a dollar? He'd be like, man, if I had you, be good for it. <laughs> That's what he used to say. If I had it, you'd be good for it. <laughs> right, you know, so it's like something you, you would love to do something sometime for somebody. Help them out. Get them over a hump. You know what I'm saying? But you, but you know that if I do that, if I could do if I did that, I put myself in a bind, you know, so I can't. I would love to. That's not God's situation. God is able to. He's not lacking a power and he's not lacking in authority. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can even ask, think, hope, or imagine. I love that. Let, let's just keep going on for a minute. You guys getting something out of this real quick? The next thing the scripture tells us about God is what he's able to do. See, the scripture states that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Now, in the Amplified, it says that he's able to do super abundantly, more than all that we dare ask or think, Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. Now, before we go any farther, I want to just kind of talk about these words, right? What is God able to do in your life? Well, the first thing the Bible says he's able to do is he's able to do exceeding, right? Exceeding, the word there means very great. It means to be greater in number or size than any measurable thing. So it can't be measured. The, the, the ability that God has can't even be measured in your life. It means to go beyond what is allowed or stipulated by a set limit. <laughs> wow. 
See, you know, we are limited. That's why we can't always, we're not always able to do something because we're limited, right? But God has no limits. So there's a limit, right? There's your limit. And God says, see, I can do exceeding, right? Which means that he is, he can go beyond what is allowed or stipulated by a set limit. I don't think you guys are getting this, right? He, he can go beyond your limits. No, you're limited. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> There's only so far you can go. But God says, see, I can, I can go past those limits. I'm able to do exceeding. But not just exceeding, I'm able to do abundantly. See, these words are like lined up next to each other. Exceeding, I can surpass your limits. Abundantly. And the amplifier says super abundantly, which means in large quantities. It means overabundant, which means excessive in quantity. It means more than necessary, normal, or listen to this, or even desirable. <laughs> God is able to go past even what I desire. <laughs> like, you know, like. This is what I desire. God's able to go beyond that. So he's able to go past your set limits, your, lim your limits. He's able to give you, do even more for you than you even desire him to do. <laughs> and then above. So exceeding abundantly above. The word above means an extended space over and not touching. It means at a higher level than what was previously mentioned. It means considered of higher status or worth than what was previously mentioned. See, see this is your, again, this is your limit. He says he's able to do above that without touching that. I, I, see, I don't think, see, I'm trying to get this over to you. I don't know if you're getting it or not. So let me just keep going. So I just want you to consider that for a moment. Because if you're anything like me, I'm sure that you have some wild and imaginative dreams. How many of you have some big dreams for yourselves? Two of you? <laughs> I got big dreams. And I was thinking about that. I said, you know, in my dreams, I see myself doing great things, big things. I mean, like, you know, like, be beyond myself things, right? How many of you got dreams like that, like, wild dreams, like, you know? I see my wife and I living big. Can you say amen? <laughs> my prayers, hopes, and dreams are huge. And I hope, I'm hope that yours are too. But I want you to consider this for a moment. God is able to do super abundantly more than all of your wildest dreams, more than your greatest hopes and desires that you have for yourself. I want you to just think about that for a moment. No matter how big or wild your dreams are, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above that. Take your wildest hopes or dreams for your life and then multiply them by an excessive amount. That's how big God's dreams are for you. An amount so big that you would be ashamed to even pray for it. <laughs> you think about that? Like, I can't, I can't ask God for that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even I can't ask God for that. What? I'm ashamed to ask for something like that. I can't even picture myself asking for something like that. But that's how big God's dreams are for you in comparison to the dreams that you have for yourself. <laughs> now, you guys don't look like you're happy about this, but I'm happy, man. You know, I'm happy myself. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, it's amazing, man. I was, you know, a year ago, a couple of years ago, when, when this pandemic was breaking out, man, God started, he was blessing me and my wife so much that I, I, felt, I felt a little ashamed to talk to people about, like, man, I'm doing so good. Like, I really felt, I, I was like, I can't, I can't do that, man. People are struggling, suffering, man. People going through stuff. I said, but I'm really doing good. 
I mean, God really blessing me, man. I can't, you know. So I said, I'm not going to say nothing to nobody. I'm just going to keep on moving like ain't nothing happening. Because <laughs> I feel bad, like, you know, try to tell people, man, God blessing me, man. I don't know what you got. I get it, man. I know the world is battling, but I, I'm <laughs> not experiencing. One day I was looking out my windows, right? We had these French doors, and I was looking at the water that's across the street from my house, open the windows. I was looking, man. I said, God. I said, God. I said, I'm so blessed I can hardly stand it. I said, my God, man. I said, I'm just like, you know, I heard, you know, my pastor used to say that all the time. And I'm like, I just, I don't, I can't connect with that. I can't understand that. Like, but that, at that moment, I said, man, that's, that's what it feels like, man. I really, I'm so blessed I can hardly stand it. I said, my God, man. Now, as I was thinking about this message, you know, this is the issue. Because we don't realize how big God's dreams are for us, we oftentimes settle for the dreams that we have for ourselves, which are just so small in comparison to his desires and dreams for us. We pursue our own goals and dreams and disregard the guidance of God, which would have led us to his desires and dreams for us, which is far greater. What we have to remember is that God doesn't want to take anything from us. So we always think God's trying to get something from us. He don't want us to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. He's only trying to get us to his best for us. In order to get that, we have to obey him. We have to allow him to lead us to where he's trying to take us, even when it doesn't make sense to us. It may even look like he's taking us in the opposite direction of what we really want. But all the while, God is leading us to the superabundance that he wants for us. Can you say amen? A place where our greatest hopes and dreams seem like nothing because he's able to do superabundantly above all of them. My God. See, I love that. God is able. God is capable. He's able. He has the power. He has the authority. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask, think, hope, or imagine. He's able to surpass our wildest dreams for ourselves. You sit down and you take out a piece of paper and you start writing your wildest dreams. God can do exceeding abundantly above that. That's nothing. That's, that's, that's nothing right there. So the bottom line is let's go, let's go over this fact that God is able, which is the title of today's message. You know, God is able because of the fact that he has the final say. In Isaiah 14, 27, in the Amplified, this is what it says. I love it. It says, for the Lord of hosts, or the Lord of heaven's army. The Bible says, for the Lord of hosts has decided and planned, and who can annul it? Or in other words, who can declare it invalid? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? In other words, if God decides to do something, who can say, who can say, you can't do that? When he starts stretching out his hands to do somebody, nobody can turn his hand back. <laughs> and in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, it says there in the Amplified, for the word of a king is authoritative and powerful. And who will say to him, what are you doing? See, the word of a regular king has authority and power. We're not just talking about a regular king. We're talking about the king of kings. <laughs> We're talking about the Lord of lords. So his word is full of authority and is full of power. And when he says something, nobody can say, or he does something, nobody can say, what are you doing? <laughs> he, you can be all the way in the back of the line. God can come grab your hand, move you to the front. And just put you right in front of everybody. <laughs> You're next in line now. And who can say to him, what are you doing? I've been standing here for, don't make no difference. The king walked him to the front. Nobody can say, what are you doing after that? That's exactly right. That's the favor of God. That's when God, see, God is able to just, he's able to turn things around for you in a moment's time. He's able to lift you and elevate you. And nobody can say, what are you, hold up, wait a minute, hold you can't do that. Nobody can say that to God. 
See, his word is full of authority. His word has power. See, he's able to back up his word. And nobody can say to him, what are you doing? See, I want you to understand that because, see, you're his child. And when you begin to live a life that's pleasing to him, there is no way that anybody can hold you back from making any kind of progress in your life. There's, there's, no, there's no way. Because God is able to put you in places where you would have never been able to get to by yourself. And nobody can stop him from doing it. And nobody can say to him, whoa, wait a minute. Nobody can do that to God. Uh, you guys don't seem like you're happy about this. But I put here, see, all you need to do is stay connected. Because God has the final say. He's the one that can open doors for you that no one's able to shut. He's the one that can give you favor with the one that you need favor with to get to the next level. As the great king, he has the authority and power to promote and demote. And when he makes a decision, as the scripture says, right, who will be able to say, what are you doing? And the answer is nobody because he has the final say. Let me just give you a little more information so that you can see, you can fill your toolbox up with this stuff. Now, in Proverbs 21, verse 1, the Bible says there, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. See, the natural king or the one that has power. Think about it, the one that has power, the one that has great authority. When we say king, we're talking about absolute authority over a nation, right? But the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And as the rivers of water, he turns it whatever way he wills. So if he can turn a king's heart towards you with favor, he can turn anybody's heart. A supervisor, some boss, you know, some you know, whoever, somebody you're trying to get a business deal with, wh whomever. He can turn their hearts towards you with great favor and with great love. And when they would have never thought about promoting you, when God begins to turn their hearts towards you, they'll be like, oh, that person is the, the right person for the job. Or give them that opportunity. Or, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're working in a business. I was telling somebody, I was say, saying last week, you know, if you got a business going on, all you need is you're one person away from blowing up. Just, a, just one person away. Just one right person. You're one person away. I was watching this guy on the Food Network, right? And now he is on the Food Network now, but he was... I think it was Tyler Perry's personal chef or something like that. Somehow this guy found, somehow Tyler Perry found out about this guy. They said he would make him, what was it, pancakes or something like that? <laughs> something he would make him like early, like real late at night, something like that. He would make him pancakes or something like that. But, but whatever. But he's on the Food Network now. He's cooking for the right person or whatever, you know, something. And next thing you know, that's your big break. One person. I was saying that, you know, last week that, see, all God has to do for any of you in here is give you favor with the right person. There's one person. Whenever God wants to bless you, he'll put, a, he'll put a person in your life that has keys to open up a door that you don't have access to. That's it. Oh, I can't even get in there. I can't even have, I can't even talk to that person. All you need is favor with somebody that has access. It open that door for you, and you walk right in. That's it. See, when you think about it like that, you can start, see, it's not, it's not as crazy as it sounds, as it seems. Because you're just one person away. Right? You guys in here do music, right? Felicia. One person that hears you. Right? Nicholas Cooks. Right? One person that eat that food. Whoa! I got to connect you with this person. Just one person. You, have, you don't need 30 people. Just one person. <laughs> and see, when you think like that, you know, your, your concept of, of how you go about things will be different. And you start praying, okay, God, just put that right person in my path. That's all I need. Just put that right person in my path. Just give me favor with the right person. See, that should be your prayers. Father, give me favor with the, right, the person that can open doors for me that I can't open for myself. That's it. You think... Oh, it can never happen. It can, you know. Here's Joseph. Joseph is rotting in the prison. He was one person away from the release. 
that one person was in prison with him. And he interpreted his dream. And he was able to say, Pharaoh, oh, you got this dream? I got no guy that can interpret it. That's why he was one person away from being released from prison. But not only being released from prison, but then being made the second in command of the entire nation of Egypt. Just one person away. See, I always pray this prayer. This is one of my favorite prayers. I say, God, you know, as, whenever I'm trying to go for a business deal or whatever it is I'm going for, I say, Father, in Jesus' name, if this deal is for me, if this, if this is for me, I pray that you give me supernatural favor with this person. Turn their hearts towards me with favor and with love. Open up the door for me wide in Jesus' name. But if it's not you, then close the door because I don't want anything that don't belong to me. Shut the door. I don't want to have no relationship. I don't want to have any kind of dealings or partnership with anybody that's not you. But if it's you, open up the door. That's all. Give me favor. And I know that if I get favor, then I know it's God. But if somehow things just don't work out, then I know it's not God. No problem. Now my heart ain't broken. Right? It does two, two things for me. I, I don't have to live in disappointment because I didn't get something. Because I know that there's not God for me. And I don't want it if it's not. And then if the door opens for me, then I know God is opening his door, which means that something's about, something great's about to happen. So that's, you know, so, see, I'm trying to teach you how to, you know, how to, how to do this thing. See, we, all, we, we just pray for God to just, you know, God, just give me this. No, God, put the right person in my path. Put me in position. Connect me with the right person. And if it's you, open the door. If it's not, close it. All right, let me move on. I got to keep on moving, man. I don't know if you guys are liking my message today. But I'm all right, though. I'm going to keep on preaching because I believe it's God. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, favor and promotion, you know, opportunities, they all come from God. And in Psalm 75, verses 4 through 7, I like this. This is good. And the Amplified, it says, I said to the arrogant, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn of self-glorification. See, the word horn in the Bible is symbolic of physical, personal strength. So when it says don't lift up your horn, it, it talks about not being proud in your own personal accomplishments and your strength and your abilities. Don't be proud of that stuff. Don't get proud in that. Like, oh, it's me. I did it. Don't get like that. And it says don't lift up your defiant and aggressive horn on high and do not speak with a stiff neck. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert or the south comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and he lifts up another. See, when it's your time, God is able to promote. He's able to bring you higher. And he brings others lower. Those that are proud, he brings them down. Those that are humble, he raises them up. He exalts them. He, he raises them up to a higher level. See, the more, the more you trust in God and know that he's the one that's able to exalt you and lift you up, the more he'll do it for you. The more you think it's you. Oh, it's because I can do this. It's because I'm strong and I can do that. You know, you'll find yourself coming down. But if you, tr if you are trusting God and you're believing him to raise you up, he'll promote you to heights that it'll blow your mind. And, and in, in verse 10 there, it says, all the horns of the wicked will be cut off, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. In other words, all of those that are proud, he's going to cut those, he's going to cut that pride off. <laughs> but he's going to exalt the horns of the righteous. And now listen to, let's see this. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11 through 18, it says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments and his judgments. And his statutes, which I'm commanding you to do today. Otherwise, when you have eaten and are satisfied and have built goodly houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold multiply and all that you have increases, he says, then your heart will become lifted up and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So he says, you got to be careful. When I start blessing you, don't, don't forget me. 
You know, here they are. You know, now, now God has brought them into the promised land. Now they're doing well. See, all while you're, you're struggling, you're, oh, God, I'm, you're praying, you're worshiping, stuff like that. The moment, you know, God starts blessing, they start forgetting God. And he says, he led you through the great and terrible wilderness with fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. It was he who brought you water out of a rock. Jesus. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a substance which your fathers did not know, so that he might humble you by dependence on him. And that he might test you, listen to this, to do you good in your latter end. See, many of you are going through some stuff, but you don't realize that God is just setting you up to do you good in your latter end. See, the end of the thing is always better. God always is leading you to somewhere. And he's always leading you a place that is good for you. See, he wants to do you good in your latter end. And he says, this, this place that you're in right now, you know, God is just, he's Allowing you to become humble, knowing that you have to depend on him and trust on him and stuff like that. And, you know, he's proving you, you know, proving that you're going to stay with it, you know, for the long haul and not, you know, give up and throw in a towel. He's testing you. Right. He says to do you good in the latter end. And it says, otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. <laughs> and he says, but you shall remember with profound respect the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth. I just, oh, yeah, you can give God a praise. See, don't forget God once you get to whatever place it is. See, God wants to raise you up. He wants to promote you. He wants to take you to the next level. He wants to bless you. He wants to make sure that you're, you're not struggling. You got more than enough. He says, now when you get there, don't forget me. Don't forget it was me that brought you there. <laughs> don't think that it was you. You know, your ability. Who gave you that ability? Well, I can sing, so it was me. No, he gave you that voice. You didn't get it by yourself. <laughs> my ability, my strength, what I can do, you know. I can cook real good. Who gave you the ability, right? Who gives you the ability to do these things? The creativity, the, you know, who, who does that? Everybody can't sing. Everybody can't cook. Everybody has, you know, it's a gift. It's gifts that are given. So it's a very important lesson for us to learn. You may not have realized this, but no one holds the keys to your promotion but God. And it was your time to be promoted. God will make sure that it happens. And I know that some of you may have thought you had to kiss your butt's boss or promotion or something like that, but that's not the truth. Remember, God holds the keys, and he holds the king's heart in his hands. And when your time comes for promotion, he can turn it whatever way he wills. Can you say amen? amen. Now, I got to get ready to get ready. I got to get ready to close, but I wanted to talk about this. And I'm, I'm going to get ready to end, but I want to talk about this. Talking about being humble. And being humble is not walking around with your head down and saying I'm nobody and nothing. That's not being humble. Being humble is understanding that you need God. That's it. You know, no, I, I know that I need God to continually make it to no, a different levels in my life. I know that I need him. I can't do this on my own. I need him. That, see, and the reason why you need him is because, see, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above. See, you, you, you don't need to believe God for things that you can do. But any dream that you have, is a dream is something usually that's beyond you. And anything that you have that's beyond you, you need God to help you get past your limits. And being humble is the understanding that I do need God to get past those limits. Can you say amen? And with that being said, you know, it's important that you're willing to go low as far as being humble is concerned. Now, I want to I show you a couple of things. Now, in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 18, and this is, this is Jesus talking. And it says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted that it was really him. And Jesus came up and said to them, listen to this, All authority 
all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. My God, man. He says, all power, not just on earth, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now the question is, how, how did you, Jesus, how did you get to such a high height where you're, you have been given the authority over heaven and earth? My God, man, I mean, you're talking about being promoted. <laughs> you're talking about, I mean, all rule, all authority, not just on earth, but in heaven and on earth. Well, the answer is found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. And I'm going to read there in the Amplified Classic Edition. And it says there, listen to this. Let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And it says, let him be your example in humility. Who, although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God, which make God God. See, Jesus is the God man, right? He's a 100% man, but 100% God at the same time. So he's equal with God, right? The Bible says that he did not think this equality with God was a thing to eagerly be grasped or retained. But the Bible says he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. Stripped himself. So as to assume the guise of a servant. And that he became like men and was born a human being. And after he had appeared in human form, listen to this, he abased and humbled himself still further. It wasn't, wasn't enough that he just, okay, I'm going to be a man. That, that's low. I mean, that's, that's, that's low. if you're God, stripped himself of all of his godly authority and became a human being. And then the Bible says he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme death, even the death of the cross. Now, see, how did, how did it happen? Therefore, or for that reason, I like this, because he stooped so low. I love that. Because he stooped so low. God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. I mean, there is nobody. One day, everybody will be on their knees. The devil, all of his demons, every atheist. Say there is no God, you know, all that stuff. Everybody going to be on their knees for Jesus. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue will confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. My God. <laughs> but all of that happened because he was willing to stoop so low. See, see, humility is something that, that, that we don't talk about enough. But the lower you're willing to go, the higher God will take you. And again, I'm not talking about walking around with your head down. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about in your, in your trust in God, in your dependence on God, in your belief and faith in God, the lower you're willing to go, and it, it ain't about me. It's all about you. As long as you're willing, lower as you're willing to go in that, the higher he'll take you. See, there's a reason why Jesus is highly exalted. There's a reason why all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. There's a reason why he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. There's a reason why every knee will eventually bow before him. And it's not just because God loved him more than somebody else. And it wasn't because he was his only begotten son. And, you know, he should rule because he's entitled to it. That's not why. No, he received this honor because he was willing to stoop so low. It was because he was willing to suffer the death of the cross. 
And bottom line, it was because of his great obedience to the will of the Father. That's the key right there. Receiving promotion from God will come as a result of your obedience to God. Humility and submission. The lower you're willing to go, the higher you'll be lifted up. And that's how it works in the kingdom. The more submitted you are to, the, to him, the greater your promotion will be. The question then is, how low are you willing to go? <laughs> you want promotion from God? How, will, how low are you willing to go? How obedient will you be? How, how, how much will you submit your will to the will of the Father? Well, I don't want you to do that. Well, I want to do it. You know, there's some things that, that I just, I, I want to do. But God don't want me to do it. So I have to, either I, I'm going to submit my will to the will of the Father, or I'm going to do my will. I want to curse that person out because of what they did to me. <laughs> you know, I want to handle it myself. I want to fight my own battles, you know. I want to deal with this situation on my own. Or this is how I would do it. You know, I don't like what God wants me to do. I want to do it my way. You know, how, 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 how much are you willing to submit your will to the will of the Father? Now, we all know that Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. It wasn't a personal decision. He like, oh, yeah, sure, it'd be great. Like, he was like, this was not something he was looking forward to. He was pleading with the Father, you know. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be seated. I don't want to do it. I don't want no pieces, no parts of that. You know? But we all have, you know, those crosses in our way. Right? Things that we would prefer to do or not do. That we have to either submit ourselves to the will of God and do or not do what he would, you know, what the will of the Father is. Or we're going to do our own thing. When you do your own thing, you're saying, my way is better. I know better. And that's why, it's, that's why it's being proud. Because my way is better. You know, when you decide to do your own way, that just means you think that your way is better. <laughs> you know? God is telling you, I don't want you to do that. Well, I want to do it. I think my way is better. <laughs> I think I'm going to enjoy myself more if I do it this way. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, see, that's why the Bible uh, considers stubbornness. When he, when he rebukes Samuel, um, Saul, he says, stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Stubbornness. To be stubborn means that it's the worship of your own opinion. And that's why it's idolatry. Because you become a god to yourself. You know, my opinion is better. I believe this. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what the Bible says. This is what I believe. And you become a God to yourself. And, and you allow yourself to be the only authority in your life. And you'll, you'll never get promotion from God. All right. You can jump on that piano. I'm about to close. <laughs> so the Bible says that God, I love it. God is able. See? That word, it just stuck out to me, able. You know, God has the ability. God has the power. He has the authority to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that I can ask, think, hope, or even imagine. My God. All I have to do is submit my will to his will. I have to allow him to lead God and direct me. I have to allow him to make those critical decisions. I need, to, I need to allow him to lead. And if he does, if I allow him to do so, please stop talking over there. If I allow him to do that, then he will take me to the highest heights and I may have never seen, in my wildest dreams, I can't think that high. But he's able to do exceeding abundantly above 
all that I can even ask, think, hope, or imagine. Hallelujah. Everybody just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we are, we are so grateful for you. We worship you and we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we are just so grateful that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask, think, hope, or imagine. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, grant us the grace to conform to your will. Grant us the grace to listen to you as you lead God and direct us. Let us not think in our hearts that we know better than you. Let us not believe that we're smarter than you somehow. The reason why you tell us to do or don't do certain things is because you know what's best for us. And you know what it is that's going to lead us to the promised land that you have for us. And we may think something is good for us. We may think that it is the best thing for us. But our thinking is so limited because you're able to do exceeding abundantly above that. So it's nowhere near your best. Our best is nowhere near your best. So grant us the grace to just trust you to lead us to your best so that we can have the best. And Father, we just thank you. We bless you. We give you the praise, the glory. We give you honor. We worship you. We thank you for your word today. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that this word is, will be sown deep into everybody's heart that is here today, that is watching online, and they're going to be listening on the repeat. Grant them the grace, Father, in Jesus' name, to receive this word and to live it out. And Father, for we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Now listen, if you're here today, you're watching online, you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus and you want to do that, or you're backslidden and you know you are and you just want to get it right with God, if that's you, I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. And you can stand up wherever you are. I just want to pray for you. You're home. You're here. Stand up wherever you are. Unless you, I just want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I just want you to repeat this after me. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins. And you rose from the dead to make me right with God. Now, Heavenly Father, I accept the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Come into my heart. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, come on, let's just give Jesus a praise. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. To God be the glory. All right. What we're going to do, we're going to get ready to close here. I pray that you got something out of that word today. I pray that it was helpful. I'm telling you now. You know, God was speaking to some people here, and I really pray that it blessed you. Um, but we're going to worship God here with tithes, with offerings, special giving. You know, the Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. The first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty. Your presses, they'll burst out with new wine. See? Somebody that think they're smarter than God will say, well, I don't, I, you know, I, I can't give. I can't, I don't have it to give. See, you're, you're trying to be smarter than God. Because God was, is saying to you, see, if you'll learn how to honor me, then I'll multiply the seed that you sow. See, again, God is able to go beyond the limits of us. You can only work so many hours in a day before you fall out. You can only work so many, so many hours and make so much, so much money in a day. But God is able to go beyond those limits that you have for yourself personally, right? And the fact that you just can't work but so many hours. God is able to go beyond that through you honoring God with your tithes and offerings. He's able to go beyond your limits. And see what happens with some people, they give a little bit early and then they don't see quick results and because they don't see fast results they stop giving 
But you got to be in this thing for the long haul. You know, I've been giving for 20 years, over 20 years. And people look at my life today and be like, wow, man, you're doing so good. Well, you know, I, I, no matter what happened in my life, I don't care at what point in my life, I've, I've never stopped giving. I just kept giving. I just kept giving, kept giving, kept giving, kept giving. And yeah, now the results are here, but it took a while before the results to come. So with that being said, you know, don't think you're smarter than God. God is telling you, honor me. And if you do that, I'll open up for you the windows of heaven, pour you out blessings you don't have room enough to receive. I'll rebuke the devour for your sake. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and worship God with tithes and offerings. You can use our Givelify at Love of Jesus of North Newark, our cash app at cash sign L-O-J-N-N. You can also, we have our, we have our Zelle app now. You can also use Zelle at L-O-J North Newark at gmail.com and you can give through Zelle now. Now, L-O-J North Newark at gmail.com is our Zelle information. Um, and, and, and Minister Eben, make sure we put that uh, up here on the, on the board and we fix that and then also online so people can see it. Um, I want to finish, I want to finish this place. I'm, 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 I'm believing God to finish this place. God gave me a vision to finish this place off. Now, you know, the Bible says that the house of God should be exceeding magnificent. Amen. So I want to make it a beautiful experience for the people that come here and for the people that watch online. So, um, we put these up. That's, this is aesthetically beautiful for people that are here, but it blocks this crazy light out so that it's a more beautiful visual experience for the people online. Now, the other things that I want to do is I want to I want to fix this uh, this wall right here, and I'm gonna paint it a lighter color, and then uh, we're gonna paint it this gold color that's lighter, so it's more pleasing to the eye when people watch it online. And then also I gotta cover the windows in the back. You wanna you you'll be amazed at how much these things cost to put up. But I want to do that all around. So those are the things that we want to do. Um, so we need about $1,000 to finish everything up. It ain't nothing to God. You know, it's 10 people giving $100, you know, whatever, you know. And then some, some people can, you know, if, you're, if God put, puts it on your heart, so, you know what I'm saying? You so 500,000, whatever. We want to get this thing done. I want to finish this thing up so that we can be done with it. So I'm going to do this wall. It's going to take me two or three days to I'm gonna strip everything off this wall. And then with that TV, I got to get another bracket so that we can plug the aux cord into it. So I might got to get another bracket to bring it off the wall a little bit more. And then lighten this color up, put everything back, make it more, make it more pleasing to people that watch online and even people that are here. And they'll lighten it up without natural light. I learned with this lighting thing, man, you got to control this light. Because if you don't control the light, it'll control you. <laughs> it'll keep fading in and out, and it'll look crazy. So we're going to do all of that, the, the uh, windows back there. We're going to finish it off, make that look beautiful, and then block that light out. And then we'll have a perfect setting, not just for church, but also for less talk. So that's what we're doing. So if you want to sow towards that, it's a special offering today. I believe in God for $1,000 so we can finish it off. Whatever God puts on your heart, do it. And this is outside of your tithes and offerings. If God put it on your heart, so. Hallelujah. Also, I want to mention this. We want to grow the ministry. Now, I have these, these new um, cards that we got. Now, we have this on digital format. So, we can email this to you or text it to you. And you can text it to people, invite people to church, because I believe in God for this ministry to grow two times this size before the end of the year. I'm believing God. But it's going to happen through us reaching out and inviting people. Amen. So you can take some of these flyers. I have them here. Or you can see Minister Eben and she can text you the flyers. So you can just text it to someone and invite them to church. And also I'm going to let you guys know this. It's watching online. Time for you to come back. You know, um, you missed literally the first 45 minutes of this service. And in the first 45 minutes, you know, we're having praise and worship. You should get into the collective worship experience. We also pray for people every single service now. So if you're battling with something and going through something, you need to be here earlier so that you can have, you know, someone agree with you in prayer. You know, the Bible says that one will put 1,000 to flight, but two will put 10,000. So 
come here so that you can receive prayer. Not a lot of people are going through things. And not you, if you're sick in your body, if you're battling with a, a, a rough time, you're going through something, the devil's on your back, you can't get them off, you should come so you can receive prayer. See, those are the things that you miss when you watch it, when you just watch it on, at home. Now, the bottom line is if you can't make it out, that's one thing. You know, if you're, you know, if you're, you know, uh, homebound or something like that, or you, we're not in your vicinity for, for, us, for you to get to, that's one thing. But if you're just like in your pajamas home, come, come here. <laughs> and you got comfortable and you know like oh I can just watch it online you're missing out you're missing out on worship you're missing out on receiving prayer for yourself your family friends loved ones so come back hallelujah all right we're good let me just bless this offering thank you thank you stretch forth your hands towards this let's bless this offering hallelujah Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for everybody that gave to this offering today. Father, bless your people. Open up for them the windows of heaven. Pour them out blessings that they don't have room enough to receive. Shower them with the blessings and favor of God. Give them more than enough where there is no lack. Cause them to prosper in every area and aspect of their life. And Father, for we thank you and bless you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody stand up on your feet. Let me bless you as we get ready to leave. I want to thank everybody for giving. I love you guys, and I release a hundredfold on you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now I want to see the choir right after service, okay? Those that are in the choir. But let me bless you. The Lord bless you, keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious and merciful and kind to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Grant you his holy peace in Jesus' matchless name. I want everybody to say, I'm blessed and I can't be cursed in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your day. Thursday night, we have Let's Talk with Pastor Gavin Taylor. I hope you guys saw last week we had Pastor Naima this past Thursday, and it was awesome. So if you didn't get a chance to watch it, go back and watch it. It was great. We talked about cursed items and cursed practices. It will bless you. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. Play the soundtrack. If you see someone in need, meet them where they at. If you see someone that's hurt, hit them where they at. If you ever see a problem, home, solve it with this fact. If the father put you through it, trust me, he gon' have your back. If you see someone in need, meet them where they at. If you see someone that's hurt, hit them where they at. If you ever see a problem, home, solve it with this fact. If the father put you through it, trust me, he gon' have your back. Rings. Come fellowship with us at the Love of Jesus Church of North Newark. Led by pastors Gavin and Tanya Taylor. Where our mission is to find a need and meet it. Find a hurt and heal it. Find a problem and solve it.